Okay, so let's get the mood going here. Imagine it. The coffee machine is bubbling and gurgling away in the corner. There's wood in the hearth, but no fire. I can't help but wonder who will actually light it, as I've never succeeded before. The smell of musty paper and the subtle sweetness of vanilla is in the air, and you're gathered with some of your closest book friends to talk about your latest find. I'm Ray, and welcome to another episode of Not Before Coffee, The Bookshop, where I talk about my most recent reads and possibly encourage you to pick up a copy. I'm not sure how I've managed it. Really not. But this is my 12th new author of 2021, and I couldn't be happier. I set myself a goal at the beginning of the year to find some new authors, and I've actually succeeded. Sure, some I will never pick up again, but others have proved to be real gems, and I am waiting eagerly for the next book, or starting to read a small but perfectly formed back catalogue. I do that with every new author that I really enjoy. Even better, I have some more new authors popping up in the TBR pile. So perhaps, for me at least, 2021 will be the year of the new author. Who knows? Anyway, this book is a return to a genre that I really love. Contemporary romance. Though this author is American. I'm not saying that as an epithet but more in a surprised tone, because if I am being absolutely honest here, the majority of contemporary romance or chiclet authors I have read and continue to regularly read are English. Authors such as Paige Toon, Jill Mansell, Jenny Colgan and Erin Green. I also traditionally associate the genre with English authors and having spoken to a few American readers in the past, they tend to feel the same, surprisingly. So imagine my shock when I was looking through Goodreads for something to read that stood out, and right there on my main homepage was a book that immediately appealed, because it looked exactly like the sort of story I wanted to read at that moment in time. So what book have I picked and devoured this week? (laughs) Apart from every other book that's on my TBR. Not quite, that's a bit of a lie. The title sounds a little bit like a warning, and initially I wasn't sure how it related to the story. In fact, a little bit of me still isn't that sure even though I finished it, but I am going to be talking about Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. Marcus Castorup has a secret. While the world knows him as Aeneas, the star of the biggest show on TV, gods of the gates. He's known to fan fiction readers as Book Aeneas Would Never, an anonymous and popular poster. Marcus is able to get out his own frustrations with his character through his stories, especially the ones that feature the internet's favourite couple to ship, Aeneas and Lavinia. But if anyone ever found out about his online persona, he'd be fired immediately. April Whittier has secrets of her own, A hardcore Lavinia fan, she's hidden her fanfiction and cosplay hobby from her real life for years, but not anymore. When she decides to post her latest Lavinia creation on Twitter, her photo goes viral. Trolls and supporters alike are commenting on her plus-size take. 
But when Marcus, one half of her OTP, sees her pick and asks her out on a date to spite her critics, she realises life is really stranger than fan fiction. Even though their first date is a disaster, Marcus quickly realises that he wants much more from April than a one-time publicity stunt. And when he discovers she's actually an apologetic Lavinia stan, his closest fandom friend, he has one more huge secret to hide from her. With love and Marcus's career on the line, can the two of them stop hiding once and for all? Or will a match made in fandom end up prematurely cancelled. As someone who has been a reader and writer of fan fiction for over 20 years, I did an episode on my experiences a good few months ago, I'll link it down below. The world that Olivia Dade introduced in Spoiler Alert was actually rather familiar, from the fan boards to the formatting displayed throughout the novel for the various stories that were posted on AO3 also known in long form as Archive of Our Own, seeing the snippets of stories scattered throughout was actually quite comforting. It showed that the author was also familiar with this world, that she had put a lot of thought into what she wanted to share with the reader. For anyone who doesn't know much or anything at all about fan fiction, it's actually a really good way to bring fans of specific shows and films together. Or at least it can be. There are always going to be elements that aren't nice, there are some fans who are a little bit too fanatical, hating when things change in the lives of their favourite actors, and they can become quite brutal. In fact, Dade makes a point of showing the nastier side of things in this book, from the naysayers to the people who post criticism and snide remarks just for the sake of it, though she doesn't get explicit because that would really go against the grain of the contemporary romance genre. April, our female protagonist, is not the traditional slender model type beauty that you may be used to. She's real. She has weight issues and parents who, under the guise of concern for her health, make sure that she is aware they don't approve of her lifestyle and her choices. She also suffers from confidence issues when it comes to her appearance. As someone who is a little on the shorter side, I can hear you no laughing from the peanut gallery, and has struggled with her own weight all of her adult life, I really get this. I have lost count of the number of times I have heard, I'm concerned about your health, you're going to have a heart attack before you're 50, you'll get diabetes, too late on the latter, just as a point. Anyway, this is about April, not me. Finally, she sums up the courage to post an image of herself on social media wearing a cosplay outfit she designed in honour of her favourite TV show, something called Gods of the Gates, which sounds a little bit like a crossover between Game of Thrones and the BBC TV show Atlantis. It creates a bit of a stir, with some being lovely and others fat-shaming her, and going so far as to tag one of the show's actors, Marcus Castor-Rupp. Marcus is not the person he portrays himself to be. In interviews, he comes across as stupid, monosyllabic, and lacking anything resembling a personality. He plays a role on and off screen, the pretty boy, but he has his reasons. April isn't the only person who struggles to live up to their family's expectations. Marcus is the child of two well-educated people who are ashamed of their son, he lived most of his life with undiagnosed dyslexia 
and this led to his parents writing him off as a lost cause, something he most definitely is not. Behind the facade is a well-educated and intelligent man who is at serious risk of being sued for breaching his TV show contract. For behind the scenes, he is a writer. He writes fan fiction that fixes the errors he believes are made by the scriptwriters on the show. The picture and following furore on Twitter doesn't quite have the reaction that the stirrer and detractor intended, as when Marcus sees it, he responds by asking April out on a date. To use the somewhat destroyed words of Shakespeare, the path to true love ne'er did run smooth. And while Marcus is instantly attracted to April, the feeling is not returned. She, A, senses he is hiding something, B, believes that the whole date is a publicity stunt, and C, though she finds him physically attractive, she can't date someone who is so empty inside that there is nothing for them to talk about. Of course, as the readers, we already know that as far as Marcus is concerned, this is anything but true. However, he has grown so used to playing up this empty-headed pretty boy role that it's very difficult to move away from it and he really has to trust the person he is with to accept him for the person he really is. I'm not going to give away the core of the plot because it's a fun read, but I do want to look into the characters a bit and talk about the issues that they both bring to the table. April Whittier is intelligent, she is somewhat introverted, but when you get past this, she is funny, an enjoyable companion, and though she has hang-ups about her appearance, many of which we discover a courtesy of her disapproving parents and her father being by far the worst culprit, she has a level of confidence in herself and her own abilities, which is brought about due to growing comfortable in the person she is. It's as though she suddenly decides that she is going to accept herself for the person she is rather than the person her family wants her to be. It's also no coincidence that this sudden discovery of confidence in herself comes at the same time as her relationship with Marcus develops into something more than a casual date. Needless to say, things aren't always smooth between April and Marcus. At the moment when she truly needs his support, she sees something he does as a betrayal. This, to me, felt somewhat like a a massive overreaction. That's an overstatement. It felt like a bit of an overreaction. But at the same time, I could see why she misunderstood events and why she wouldn't let him explain. He also uses this opportunity to reveal the one secret he's been keeping from her for their entire relationship. And at this point, you can tell that it really wasn't the best time. She feels hurt by his lies and sends him on his not-so-merry way. It's at this moment that we discover more about Marcus. We already know his biggest secrets as readers, but while he is trying to recover from being dumped by someone he was starting to open up to, we meet his friends and his parents and see how much he truly needs April in his life. Being with her has given him the strength to reveal the truth about himself to his fans, that he's not just a pretty face and a fit body. He has something pretty good between his ears and he's only too happy to use it when given the opportunity. Marcus and April make for a good couple. There's no denying that there is a point being made when it comes to the way that April looks. The point being that just because you're overweight, you're still entitled to find love and you can get the attention of the million dollar movie star. 
The moral of the tale? I'm not sure that there is one, but if there were, then it would likely be it's what's on the inside that counts. And that's not a bad lesson to take away from any book, no matter the content of the story. This book is Olivia Dade's debut and was published all the way back in October 2020. Wow. From the moment I opened the book, I could see Dade's familiarity with the fanfiction world. Was she a fanfic writer? I couldn't help but wonder. But when I did my research, it turned out that she's not. However, she is an avid reader of all things Game of Thrones on AO3, a site that I spend way too much time on and really wish that I contributed more to. It turns out that the inspiration for Spoiler Alert came from reading the Fix fanfic that was uploaded en masse to the website around the time the rather unpopular final season of the Mystical Dragon and Family Infighting Drama aired. I haven't watched any of Game of Thrones, but I have heard so much about how disappointing that final season was. If you if you watched it, let me know how, how you liked it. Did you like it? Anyway... This was the inspiration, and a lot of that fan dissatisfaction with the Game of Thrones final series fed into the plot within the plot of Spoiler Alert, which you will see if you read it for yourself. It's definitely a fun read and one that introduced me to a new author that I will pick up again. Spoiler Alert is being marketed, as I've already said, in many locations as Dade's first novel, However, that isn't really the case. There are a few others, and they all seem to have some incredibly similar themes in them, though they obviously aren't based in the TV showbiz world. I may well give them a try when I've worked my way through my current TBR, but as that's rather long, I'm not sure when that's going to be. Did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. It was an easy read and very different to the book I finished right beforehand, The Martian. There's definitely no space and a lot more conversation in Spoiler Alert. I enjoyed the characters. Dade manages to make them seem like real people. Sure, Marcus is really good looking, but he's not without his own issues and his own insecurities. He knows that he's nice to look at and he plays on that a lot. But he also opens up about his fears and his worries when he knows he's in a safe space. April is the sort of girl I can imagine being friends with. She's confident in her ability to do her job. She isn't ashamed of who she is, but she has the sort of anxieties and feelings of inadequacy when presented with a situation she's unfamiliar with. Both of these characters were unashamedly human in their approach to the situations they were placed in. Will I read it again? I probably won't read this one again for a while, but next month, exactly a year after Spoiler Alert was released, the sequel will be coming out and I'm sure that it will be a fun one if the summary will, is anything to go by. It's easy to tell from the covers of all of Dade's books that she has her themes and she is going to stick with them. But if I'm honest, the book would read the same if the characters were fat, thin, short, tall, or had bright aquamarine hair sprouting from holes in the sides of their heads. She has a way of making the characters into people you care about, and the things that happen to them into experiences anyone can imagine really happening to them. Would I recommend it to other readers? If you're a fan of books that have humour, 
a bit of steam. I have to say, this is one place where American contemporary romances differ from English ones. We tend to do more of a fade to black, while this book and others like it are a tad more detailed in what happens once the lights go out. And characters who aren't always perfect, then it's definitely worth taking a look at Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. It was a fun way to spend an afternoon when I was listening to other podcasts and enjoying one too many cups of coffee. And I'm really glad that I took the time out to read it. The sequel to Spoiler Alert, which is called All the Feels, is due out on the 26th of October 2021. And no doubt you can already pre-order it in many places. It is a follow-up containing all the characters you will recognise from this book. So if you enjoyed Spoiler Alert and like Olivia Day's writing in general, then I would say take a look and perhaps pre-order your copy now. The last cup has gone in the dishwasher. The closed sign has been turned around. So it's time to end this, another episode of The Bookshop. I hope you enjoyed it and will come back again for more. If you like what you hear, why not share it with your friends and family and please post a review or just give me a star rating over on Podchaser. No feedback is bad feedback if it's constructive. You can follow me on Twitter at need underscore three underscore mugs or on Instagram at not before coffee podcast. Well, I have to go and pick another book from my TBR for next week and settle down with another cup of coffee. Until next time, this is me saying farewell.